What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Mike Mack. And it's your boy, Curtis, a.k.a. Potato Boy. Are you serious, dude? <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to react this time. Oh, and we... Nah, nah, just, just, I'm just stop messing up the flow. <laughs> and we back <laughs> with another episode of the Black Heroes Podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I got a potato boy. <laughs> nah, you know what? You gotta explain that one, dog. What the, what the hell is that? <laughs> okay, it's it's me paying my respects. All right. To what? To potato girl, like you know, to pay my respects to Sasha. Everyone's Ooh. listening. Like press like F in the chat. Oh. 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 Dang, Mike. The, the disrespect. And nah, because I'm normally I'm normally used to her like because I was only like that one episode when she was introduced. Like as of recently, she's just been eating whatever. But that's yeah, her nickname, though. That made her RIP to Charmy's cousin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we back with another episode. And to give fair warning, because uh this episode we're going to be talking about like character deaths. So uh if you are sensitive to the topic of death and we won't really be like l- like linking it to personal things, but you know, just the topic itself can sometimes be you know, a, an emotional hitter for some people. So just throwing that out there early, you know what I'm saying? If you're sensitive, listen to your own accord. But uh yeah, so today we're gonna to be talking about Hey, you never know, man. So we're gonna be talking about character deaths, but uh before that, just let's get some updates, man. Like let's see, let's see what we're doing and what we're watching. Curtis, you got any updates for the people? Oh yeah, like I've I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. Like I feel like I have too much time on my hands, like when I'm at the apartment. Um, on Netflix, uh, I've just finished Alice in Borderlands, which I think is actually a really, really good show. It actually gave brought back my faith in live adaptations of any manga or anime. Uh, I'm currently watching a show called Bridgerton, which I didn't think I was going to like, but I saw it trending on Netflix for like a good while. And then uh, my mom started watching it, and she was like, oh, no, Curtis, you, you should watch it. It's actually really good. And I started it, I'm thinking on episode five. There's only eight, eight episodes, so I'm almost done. Liking that so far. Uh, just started a sh- well, finished a show called Wanna Be the Strongest. And I remember I made a post on Twitter just yesterday, like pro wrestling plus anime plus fan service equal this show. And that's yeah, a lot equals better. Equals a confused mic on what the hell is on this Funimation. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, like, I saw that. I was like, what the world is this? No, I just saw like a, a video of it on um, on YouTube and it caught my eye. So I didn't even think it was going to be on Funimation. So when I saw it, okay, you know what? It's 12 episodes. I can get this done like in a day or two. Let me watch it. You know, I enjoyed it. You know, like both my loves together. And last thing, for some reason, like I didn't go back and watch the full show, but I started watching clips of F and Light for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> right? <They're> unspeakable. <laughs> how like how sad the the ending was. And like I kind of wish I would have talked about it in the masterpiece episode we did. Cause I, I forgot how good it was. And like that ending with uh, with Lucy. I was like, okay, Lucy's if like I'm not mistaken. Didn't we start that together back when we were in college? 
Yeah, because we watched a uh, watch Mojo video, and it was uh, it was top ten something. I think like bloodiest scene. Yeah, like anime. bloodiest scene, and then we, I was like, "All right, this is crazy. Let's check it out." And then we made the mistake of watching it at night. <laughs> <laughs> like God, the show was so messed up, but it was still it was good. <laughs> yeah, that show was creepy, man. <laughs> I mean, like I want to put Lucy in my like. Best girls, but like, dang. Well, I mean, you can really uh, think about a lot of my best girls can kill you. So, I mean, she she kind of fits in a little bit. Which one? <laughs> you want the meek Lucy or the or the insane Lucy? Uh like, isn't like the one in the middle, like <laughs> the one that yeah, was. I, I'll stick. I, I'll stick with blonde, big titty Lucy all day. <laughs> oh, you talking about fairy tale? Oh, wait, fairy okay. tale for the oh. win. That's the Lucy I'll okay. keep. I'll keep that Lucy. She's still alive. But like, can Lucy like kill people with invisible hands? Nah, nah, nah. I'll, I'm keeping. <laughs> I'm. I'm keeping the less lethal Lucy. <laughs> and this last thing is just um, just got back to Jujutsu Kaisen and basically worshiping Attack on Titan right now. So like, I mean, I feel like every Sunday. I'm just like just ready to watch it. Like I will just drop everything just to watch it. Oh, but what I about wish you I could say the same. Uh, uh, I'm super. I'm, I'm super behind on it. I've been keeping up with it. You know, what I'm saying some of the controversy that came with it. Uh, I don't know. Man, I was feeling bad for them animators, man. Man, they're Being doing that job, type of situation. Man. Like I don't care what they say. They're doing a good job. Like, and the new style kind of fits with like the shift in tone. Well, I mean, the tone's always been fucked up, but even more fucked up than usual. So I think I think it works. Yeah, so I I ain't I ain't, I ain't been watching it because of like not wanting to. I've just been lazy on it. To be honest, to be honest with you, I just even just been lazy. But a lot of my watches, I've just been lazy. Like. I've been keeping up with like Black Clover and Jujutsu Kaisen, and then like I'll let like a couple episodes of One Piece build up and then watch them in sequence. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as like new things I've been starting, uh, I don't know. I was supposed to start a bunch of stuff, but I haven't. <laughs> like, I, I've been getting recommendations from people, and then I'm like, all right, I'll start that. And then I just don't. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I did that like. Three times. It's <laughs> being lazy. Like you kind of like you attack on Titan was with me and Jujutsu Kaisen. Like I I wasn't hating Jujutsu Kaisen. I was liking it, but for some reason I just got lazy and the episodes just kept building. So I was I thought to myself like I might as well like let it build for a little bit that way I can just binge it. I don't know. Um, uh, cause I was keeping up with the week to week mainly because you know like I read the series too. So I was like I just I just watch it week to week and stuff like that and i I guess it's because it's seasonal i haven't really watched it and uh and i was already in the flow of watching jujutsu kaisen so i I haven't really had anything to like break my flow except for um uh that time i got reincarnated as a slime so i keep hearing about that show fam like i I don't know like this (laughs) just the concept this no it's actually it's actually like it's it's pretty good to me. I haven't really seen what makes it so outstanding to some other people, but somebody told me that it's mainly season two. 
So like season one is pretty good, but season two is like where it really pops off. And like the first, I want to say six episodes are like entertaining enough to keep your attention. And then like afterwards they take like they take a, a pretty good turn in a different direction on how on how they handling the main character who yes is a slime, but he's like an OP slime. <laughs> so so like it's really entertaining. I also love I also love the dub. The dub is really fun. Uh uh Brittany Karbowski does the main character and the dub adds in like uh everyday slang sometimes. And so like when he's responding, when the slime is responding to people, sometimes the slime will be like, oh word. Or the slime would be like, or they'll throw in like like some cheesy corny things like awesome sauce and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's funny? And it makes me uh, laugh. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh earlier when I mentioned uh, Bridgerton, like the story takes place in I think the eighteen hundreds, but like there is stuff they put modern stuff in the show. Like they did um like a violin version of Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and then one of the characters like, oh, like you just simping for this dude. I'm like, really? You gonna use simp in the eighteen hundreds? I don't know why. I, like I really love it. I love it when I love it when shows do that. Just to kind of like cause and some people sometimes get all caught up with that, like, oh, that's not how they talk back then, but like for the most part, we're we're trying to we're, we're trying to have fun, and this makes it fun. So leave it alone. <laughs> but this is a person who's you know from modern day Japan, or at least back then modern day Japan, and you know he gets put into this life. So like it makes sense here, and that's why I enjoy like you know watching it and hearing some of the dialogue and stuff like that. But uh, aside from that, the only other seasonal things I've been watching are uh Hori Mia, which is a romantic comedy. Uh it took me five episodes to realize that the, the title of the show was a ship title. Really? Because <laughs> the main characters <laughs> the main characters' names are Hori and Miyamura. And so one day I was just like, you know, I could I actually don't don't mind shipping these two. Yeah, good old Hori Mia. Oh, <laughs> And, was, and then that's when I finally understood the title of the show. <laughs> uh, so I can't wait to do like uh, like a shipping or like yeah, that shipping episode. Cause I feel like <laughs> that would be a cool episode to do. Plus, but, now I know you probably. Gonna I don't know. Yeah, like like it, it those two really fit well. But I really feel like it's something I should have because my sister really was picking at me about it because she picked it up episode one, and I I picked up episode five, and I was just I just felt stupid. But whatever, it's a it's a good show. You know what I'm saying? Two high school kids that uh like interact randomly one day, and then from there they just kind of like get intertwined and just start pretty much living life with each other in it until they officially start dating and stuff like that. And and I uh, it's it's a really good like you know it's funny. It's nicely paced, I'd say. It has some parts where like some things just feel kind of like thrown in there for no reason. But normally it's either works out in like a quick emotional way or it's like a quick funny thing. And I think overall it's solid. I don't think it'd be like, you know, it's not like one of those like, oh my gosh, this is one of the top world like 
romance, uh, romantic comedy changing shows. Like, nah, it's just not changing nothing, but it is fun. So, <laughs> is that? And okay. uh, last thing is uh, Jobless Reincarnation. That's a wild show, boy. <laughs> I think I've seen that on Twitter. I think I saw someone mention that on Twitter. Either Twitter that or Facebook. show, wow. Okay. Yeah, that show is wild. And for anybody who watches this, who also watched the uh the, the, the series, Paul did nothing wrong. That's my oh, so that's, that's my that, stance. I'm dying. That's where that came from. <laughs> Paul did nothing wrong. <laughs> I mean he did, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but all right, so you ready to get into this doom and gloom topic? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'll let you start it uh, off. Okay, this I... is... Really? Yeah. Word. Like, I got a lot to say. All right, I guess the main thing is, like, do we... How do we see character deaths and how important it is to a story? For me, a good character death can do wonders for a story if it's done correctly and it just fits with the overall like plot going on like for me uh, before i continue like i'm asking a question do you think like deaths for shock value has a place in stories or you you think it shouldn't be a thing um for playing shock value i feel like that's where you can utilize like a no-name character or just like a, a recently introduced character. But if it's just like, and it also depends on the situation. Like if it's, if you're trying to make your story seem darker, then I think at that point, you don't really need a shock value thing. But if it's already set up to be a dark story, so like people are just going to be dying anyway, then I think you don't really need shock value deaths because people are going to die anyway. But that, like, that's where it can be more like normal to see. Like, oh, okay. I'm having a conversation with me, this guy. Yeah. Oh my God, somebody just cut his head off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, okay, because for me, uh, I have an example of a good character death. Um, a good character death for shock value, and then I have examples for like a bad character death, and I have an example of a character death that's kind of 50 50 or in the middle. So, for me, a good example of a character death, and for my examples, um, some of them will be outside of the anime realm. And for the example, uh, you know, I talk to you about it all the time with Game of Thrones, like even with the last season, I still consider Game of Thrones one of the best TV shows ever made, and one of the reasons because of that was season one and a uh, spoiler alert for anyone who has not watched game of thrones i'm going to be spoiling a major plot point in season one and basically the main character dies and but the reason why i think it was such a good impactful thing that kind of skyrocketed game of thrones into the stratosphere was just the build up to the death and it's like it kind of bucked the tropes a bit because the death of ned stark the main protagonist like Ned was the type of character, he was just that honorable guy, like the ultimate good guy. So we are used to the good guy always winning in the end, and this time he didn't. 
like he refused to play the Game of Thrones and all the mistakes he was making build up to his death. And his death had implications that span across multiple seasons. Like there was a whole war, like a whole, like was part of the war that happened in the next few seasons was because of his death. And it was just, it, plus it was a sad death too. Like he died in front of his kids. Like it was, it was so sad. I was so upset for a long time. I just thought she was going but, to uh, bring up what, um, old buddy. Uh, um, the guy Jason Momoa played. Uh, see, his death, I feel like Ned's death was just far more impactful just because he was the main protagonist of season one. So for someone to have top billing, and I, we should have expected because he was played by Sean Bean, and apparently Sean Bean dies in everything. So it should have been expected, but no one expected. <laughs> I remember those memes. Oh, <laughs> uh, but like I consider his death good because like it made sense and it had an impact on the story as a whole. Like if you were to see his death and then backtrack, you can see all the mistakes he was making that led to his death. So that's why I consider a good death. Uh, another good example, and again, spoiler alert: this this uh, time spoiling season seven of The Walking Dead. This is a good example of not only a good death, but a good death for shock value. Because this is when Negan is introduced. This is uh, when he kills both Abraham and Glenn. Now, Abraham's death made sense because Rick and the gang has been just attacking Negan's people throughout all of season six. So it was only a matter of time before Negan retaliate, and he did in gory fashion. So even though I hated Negan for what he did, I understood that because he basically said, like, you killed my people. And then when I sent my people to kill some of your people for killing my people, you killed more of my people. So I feel like killing one of you is y'all getting off easy. But the shocker death actually was Glenn's death. Because, like, if you read the Walking Dead comics, you knew that Glenn was supposed to be the one that killed by Negan. So when Abraham died, even though I was sad that Abraham was dead i was like okay glenn is safe and like it made it the show made it seem like glenn wasn't going to die but then daryl had to attack negan for i don't know why because like they was in a lose situation so i don't know why he even did it and then negan just out of nowhere was like oh you did that so i guess i gotta teach him another lesson and then just wax glenn with the baseball bag turning him into a pile of mulch pretty much and it was just so shocking. It really made you think that he was going to live the whole time. I thought, like, okay, he's safe. Everyone kind of breathed easy. Damn. I remember, I remember you got mad because I laughed at that shit. <laughs> you laughed at a lot of stuff. <laughs> nah, because like, like, the only reason I remember it was because, of, well, one is a memorable scene. So, memorable <laughs> scene, whatever. But two was because like you had this like, he was just breathing all hard, and then you sighed like happily. You said, like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> and, then, and then, like, it happened, and then he was like, "No!" And I was like, ha, ha, "He thought that nigga was gonna live." <laughs> oh man, like Daryl was my favorite yeah, character. Uh, Daryl, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were like, "No, what? Why?" And I, I was laughing at, I was just laughing, I was mainly laughing at your reaction, but, but then when like once, once they showed his face. And like how beat up it was, I was just like, "Oh, that's just nasty." <laughs> oh, but it's, and this is the fact that like 
like what's up with villains like beating up like killing people in front of like people's loved ones like he got killed in front of his wife his like sick wife at that so that was that was shocking and did she die too oh no actually there's a video on youtube where actually there was an alternate version where negan kills her instead because i think they actually filmed um everyone dying so kind of like maybe they because i think they was thinking of not killing glenn so they filmed like different versions where negan would kill someone else but i think they just decided to go with glenn but i consider that a good uh death for shock value because not only like it was just it just shocked everyone to the core but at the same time it still kind of had like the implications of like just a, a regular character death i guess like it built up negan for like the next two seasons like he was now the huge big bad and i think like he did more in one episode than a lot of other antagonists did in like whole seasons so yeah, uh, before yeah, i get into like uh, my bad uh bad character death i'll go ahead and let you give your thoughts on character deaths as a whole and then your examples of a good character death um for me with character death i feel like i feel like if it's if it's used if you want it to be a part of your story you can have it as a part of your story but i don't feel like it's something that's like necessary if you're doing like a like for shonen's i don't really feel like it's a it's a necessity or at least like you got to have bodies dropping in every single arc like every single arc just because it's a battle or a big battle doesn't mean that characters have to die i feel like that's a i think that's a newer thing because in like the latter ends of something like a naruto and bleach you know characters started being killed off and um well, not so much Nar the latter part of like Naruto, but more like the latter part of Bleach, because you pretty much have your cast in Bleach like the entire way until the end, and that's where some like named characters start getting killed off. You still have the main squad, but you do lose some characters, and some of these newer uh, shonens are starting to kill off characters. You know, like Chainsaw Man is a pretty violent shonen. But I mean that's where it makes sense though, because it's because this is a like a very violent graphic shonen. Uh, you kind of have it in Jujutsu Kaisen, where at first it's kind of like collateral deaths and um, casualties, then it turns into actual you know characters dying and stuff later on in the manga. We'll be talking about any of those because you know spoilers. Um, and my hero as well. So I feel like I feel like if if it's something that you want to incorporate, you can. But just because you have a setup of like a big battle or even like a war. I, I don't think it's necessary to have it in there, you know, unless it's something that you have like preset that I don't think it makes a story better or worse. If you don't include it, it's all just like, all right, cool. Does your character survive? Does it make sense how they survive? All right. That's it for me. That's all I need. But in a like a war type arc, like shouldn't there be like some major casualties? It's kind of like because it is a war, and but I mean, even if you say that, sometimes you have people that survive wars for years. Like that's like that's how legends are made. People who survive things are there because they survived those wars. You know what I'm saying? People die too. 
stuff like yeah, but it's not like every single important person if you have if you have a general if you have like 10 generals that make it through it's because those 10 generals you know made it through they were strong enough to make it through and if you have like smaller casualties those are smaller casualties in war see i don't know i feel like in any like big battle anything like like everyone has to be slaughtered but I do think like maybe like one depth to kind of show the severity of it. I think that would be good, good enough. I don't know, it, like, but it's, if it's just, that's if it's needed, like, and I think the reason that I don't really care about character deaths that much is because I grew up on older shonens, and it's something that I just didn't really like get get accustomed to really being invested in. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I mean, like with the uh, like with One Piece, like One Piece is my favorite uh, anime manga piece of storytelling, whatever. Like, I'm going through all these, all these arcs, all these wars and stuff like that, and we still got the entire crew. We still got pretty much like the entire cast. Yeah, but like when it comes, people to are people, dying. What would Not, Marine Four be as impactful if Ace and Whitebeard survived? I feel like if I feel like if you would have just killed off Whitebeard, I think it would have still been impactful because of the gravity of Whitebeard. But I don't hinge Marine Ford on the fact that Ace and Whitebeard died. I'm, I I hinge it on it being such a monumental art because of the relevations, uh, because of the twists that come in with you know like with blackbeard or the twists that come in with luffy and how how the information that we know personally but the world doesn't know how that impacts everything you know what i'm saying like i, I hinge it on that and then those other things can kind of help it but i'm not gonna i'm gonna i'm not gonna lower punk hazard ranking or rating because everybody makes it out of there. I'm not gonna lower Dress Rosa's rating because everybody made it out of there or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I feel like that's okay. And also I feel like a lot of people want main character deaths, but if the conversation is deaths and people do die in the arc, then I feel like that should be good enough as well. But people again this is where we disagree though, because I feel like uh, a main character dying is on a whole different level than like a minor character dying. But like, what's for you? What's what's a okay? What's a good example of a of a character death? Uh, I mean, one of the best examples I always got is on Kamina from Gurren Lagann. Oh man, that that. Uh, why did you make me watch that? It hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, I gotta suffer. You suffer too, punk. But uh. <laughs> Oh man, you knew it was gonna happen too when I was watching it. <laughs> I really did, and I laughed at you when it happened too. So why do you always laugh at me? I was laughing, laughing, when I, I was laughing at your suffering because I had I needed somebody to suffer with me. All right, and oh, I watched that. Uh, I, and I watched that because I came out of like two thousand six, so I watched that shit at like twelve. <laughs> so like, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> why do you always laugh at my pain? Because <laughs> bro, it's funny. <laughs> Your reactions are actually hilarious. I will never forgive you for a sort out online when the little first of all, that was not my fault. That was Dawson's fault. I was not the only one laughing. I 
Um, <laughs> you would have laughed regardless. That sound effect, bro. Oh, I should have got that sound effect as a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you ever that's a really good example though like it really did impact the whole story as yeah a whole. And, I, and i feel like that's i feel like that's a good character death because of the fact that you didn't have that much more you needed to learn about kamina you pretty much got everything you needed to out of him and while it would have been cool to see him continue on the journey you know what i'm saying it, it did go to help to steer someone like simone in a much different direction. I mean, granted, it didn't happen thanks to to uh, Nia, but you know what I'm saying? Like, his death did help make Simone who he becomes. So I okay. feel like that's a good example, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, but if Kamina would have stayed, do I think the story would have went a different direction? I think eventually Simone would have actually, because he was already building up his courage and his confidence. So I think he still would have been able to become something similar to what he grew into. It might not have been exactly the same, but he still, like, you know what I'm saying? He still would have had a maturing moment. Anyway. Okay. Like, would, would the show be as like successful without his death do you think um i believe so because you got to remember Kamina was a loved character so i feel like i feel like the only thing that would have had to happen is that they would have had to figure out a way to make simon like through his maturity been able to like kind of point out a flaw in Kamina, like like make Kamina's hot headedness a flaw that would have caught like I would have cost you know some people or would have almost cost them the battle if it wasn't for Simone. So if it okay. would have went in a direction like that, then you know what I'm saying it's like all right, this is where Simone proves that he is the better leader, not just because he's confident now. But because he makes better decisions, he's not as hot-headed. He's more of a cool-headed thinker than, you know, the hot-headed badass that we got. I might as wish we could have got to hear his catchphrase like one last time. <laughs> Who the hell do you think I am? <laughs> that shit, I was, hey, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think that is a good character death. But do I think the story would have not been as good if he would have been there? Then no. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like with character deaths, if, if it's done right, it can be important. It can be really good, but it's not like fully like, no, characters need to die. Every single arc, this guy, he needs to go away. And, and I feel like some people do that because they, they grow to dislike a character and then they'll be like, oh yeah, I need him gone. Da, 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 da. And I mean, I grew up on shows where, and maybe maybe it's because I didn't really have social media, like social media wasn't a thing while I was growing up. But when you grow up and you watch some of these other shows, it's like, it's like these characters make it through. Some characters come back, but that's just life. It's just it. It's the story. The shit is fiction. <laughs> so you just kind of accept what the story gives you. Okay. Um, do you have an example of a 
bad character death, or do you you want me to go first? Um, I can give an example. It's uh, and I guess I'm not gonna say it's controversial because the series really isn't all that popular, even though it should be. But um, Twist Star Exorcist. Um, it's a it's a very good manga. I'm currently collecting it right now. And uh, if you don't know, I'm actually starting to do manga videos. Uh, I got one up right now. I'm working on the second one. If I could get the damn script right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the show where like I was trying to figure out the um. Yeah, the, the opening. I think it was the, I think it was the, oh, opening, it was the opening, and then I I guessed it because you said like what it's a boy and a girl or something like that. Like I gave you the most vaguest information. You somehow still figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that was crazy. I, I gave myself so much clout that day. <laughs> like, I still don't understand how you figure it out because when I said boy and girl, like there's like a million different shows <laughs> that you could have Yeah, then I, I instantly jumped into it. Uh, what the hell was that? Um, uh, I, I just need to go somewhere with these pets. But uh, um. So in that story, they go through this like uh, extermination mission where they're trying to find this very dangerous person in this like uh, cursed demon world thing. And um, like they go in there and that's where you have a lot of shock value deaths. And this is where I like this is why I feel like shock value deaths are cool. But when you start just dropping people left and right, then that's when it stops being shock value, and it's just like, oh, okay, that was another one. Uh, there goes another one, and another one. Cool. <laughs> so <laughs> like after a while, it just starts it stops being shocking and just starts being like irrelevant. And you get introduced to this family of exorcists. Where the female, or one of the, uh, or one of the daughters of the family, you know, they catch like a little attraction to the main character, which I thought was stupid because, like, you know, the main character is set to be married to the main female character, and like at this point, he's dead set on it. Like, if it was probably early in the story, he might have been able to look her away, but you know what I'm saying? Since it was, since it was later, it, it just was kind of like whatever. And uh, and the family, her family is really cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really actually like the family. You think it's going to be interesting to meet and understand more about, like, her dad and one of her brothers and stuff like that because they get some shine in the previous arc. But then, like, part of the casualties are those two, and I'm just sitting here like, okay, well, gee, thanks for killing them off. Now I'll never know anything else about them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was after it was after like you already had a good couple of like shock value deaths to kind of prove the strength of these other monsters that you're trying to fight. And I'm sitting here like and and for me it just felt it started feeling useless because it's like bro I already know how strong these monsters are. Like, do you need to keep killing characters? And and I think the only thing that really made me upset was that. It, instead of instead of making them look strong, the the monsters, I feel like it just made the the other cast look weak. It's just mm -hmm. like okay. wow, so y'all like y'all are really garbage. <laughs> like 
wow, this is like you're like you're a clan head and you will legit just like, all right, I'm gonna use my cool, super powerful spell. And then this guy does a sound effect. He says a sound effect, and your your entire spell is gone. <laughs> okay. So I think I have an issue when it comes to things like that as well. Like when character devs start making your other like your side of the story just look pathetic. I like I I don't like that. Okay. Okay. Well, dang. <laughs> Make them look pathetic. Okay. <laughs> that, I mean, that's what it does, though. If you get one-shot, if, if you have people who are supposed to be powerful continuously getting one-shotted, oh, you can't do shit to me, you can't do shit to me, I'm just going to run through this whole squad of people who are supposed to have some type of strength to them. And it's just like, all right, well, then, because uh, you were actually garbage, my bad. <laughs> Like, is it bad the moment you said that? The first thing I thought about was uh, God Serena from Fairy Tale. Is that yes. bad? I mean, <laughs> but I think the only reason I won't, only reason I consider that a good shock value death was because A, we actually got an expedition, uh, exposition of his powers, and he had a feat to him, and then B, it was to help set the tone of a single villain, which is Acnologia. Okay, I so, yeah, so like it was to help set the tone for Actologia for us to be like, oh, okay. So even in human form, this man is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I before, get it now. Um, before I get into my example of a bad character death, okay, Mike, have you ever just like had something that just made you angry every time you look at it? Like maybe like you forgot about it for a little while and then you see it again. I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to bring that up. You already know what I'm about to say. <laughs> Now go ahead. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> you already brought it into existence. You might as well just finish it. That's not. Oh, I'm already starting to get upset thinking about it. Like, let's, let's, yes, I'll just say yes, but I will not. I will not elaborate. Okay, this because this was me. And um, for my example, I'm going back to The Walking Dead. This happened in season five. It made me angry when I first watched it, and it made me angry today when I rewatched it. And it was the death of Beth. Now, um, my sister, you don't know Walking Dead. Beth is the sister. No, that was a uh, buddy's son, right? But uh, Herschel. That wasn't the, no, that wasn't the leader dude's son. Oh no, no, was, um, that was Carl. Carl, right? Um, Beth was the little sister of Maggie, who was Glenn's wife. And um, when season five rolled around, like she got kidnapped by these cops who took over this hospital. So that's where the majority of her arc was for the beginning of season five. Um, she befriended Chris from Everybody Hates Chris. Um, what's, what was that? He shouldn't have died. <laughs> this is why it makes me angry. Because, uh, oh, Noah was his name. Like her and Noah became friends. And like I really felt like they were trying to build her up to something. And um, Noah actually, I think, got to escape and found Rick in the gang. So they were actually just going to try and do, I guess, a prisoner exchange. Like, because the officers wanted Noah back and Rick and them officers wanted Beth back. And like during the exchange, like she came face to face with like the lead officer, like the leader of that group. 
And for some reason that I will never know, decides to stab her with fucking scissors. And I mean big scissors, like little like scissors you pick your nose hair with. You put scissors yeah, yeah, like, in your nose, dog. <laughs> I'm more caught off by that. Like, you're like little, <laughs> little nose trimmers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't do it, okay. but you know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was about to say, dog. Like, because when you saying that, I was thinking of, I was thinking of like, like I was, I, had, I don't know, the mental image in my head just didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for some reason, to say the stabbed the lead officer with just the smallest scissors. And then the officer like like knee jerk reaction to shot her in the head. This for no reason. Like there was no reason for her to do that. Like she was getting ready to go back to Rick and them. Like, like why would you do that? And like you, some can probably make the argument that oh maybe that was her way of sacrificing herself for Noah. But then Noah just died like later that season. So the, like her death meant nothing. It meant nothing at all for that season. Like she did get built up. For absolutely no payoff whatsoever. You know what? I think like, that's, you can hear it, them. Like, oh. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I hate <laughs> the most. Because that also happens in Twist on Exorcist. Because it's like you kill off these interesting characters for shock value. Then, or as somebody else put it, uh, tried to say to me, they were killed off to uh, to properly scale the villains, whatever. But um. But you kill off the characters, and then you have the female character that's left, the one that likes the main protagonist. Like, I'm sitting there like, okay, well, if these guys, if these interesting people are gone, then hopefully you make up for it. And she doesn't. Like, it's like, oh, okay, you don't like the main character no more? Cool. Uh, You become the clan head? Well, you are the only one left that can actually do this shit. So, duh. <laughs> oh, the, the only thing you've done now is have a conversation about getting married. And then you still aren't married. Okay. Yay. You're still here. Why? Oh, like, bro. To- like, uh, I'm kind of heated right now. Like, the thing that also makes me upset is like, you would think like her, like the lead officer, like her killing Beth or some type of clout. No, because Darren kills her like right afterwards and they just leave. <laughs> so this like is another little- thing about character deaths that I don't like. They can literally just piss you off when it's something stupid. And <laughs> and that happened to me recently with Demon Slayer. I won't talk on the character, but I was I was really thinking about something and I was just sitting there like this was actually dumb as shit. <laughs> I mean, the character that I think you're talking about, fun little fact, uh, I just ordered um, a scroll of that character. So that'll be coming in really soon. If it's the character. Nah, I ain't gonna lie to you. Low key, I saw like, uh, I saw, cause you know, I started collecting, um, you know, I started collecting figures and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw like a figure of that character and I was just like, man, okay. It was only like $25, but I held back. <laughs> Fiscal responsibility, 2021. Fiscal responsibility, people. Oh, okay. Well, now that like I've I've calmed down a little bit. Okay. Um, do you have like a character death that you kind of felt conflicted about? Like you wanted that character to possibly live, but you kind of understand. Uh, you know what? Before I, have... I answer this question, let me bring up my good Samaritan act of the day. I feel like oh, okay. <laughs> I think I deserve <laughs> to do this. 
Because <laughs> today on uh, what's today's date? Uh, February twenty third. Yes, I had the opportunity to buy a manga for five dollars when the regular price for it is like twelve. And I gave up that opportunity for somebody else who was looking to buy it. And I was like, you know what? You can go ahead and have it, buddy. Mainly because I had already spent like 25 bucks on a Goku figurine. But at the same time, I could have got it. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was like, you know what? Nah, nah. I'll just give it up. Hey, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like for every time you laugh at an innocent creature dying, you do something nice <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Actually, I really do. <laughs> I really do, actually. <laughs> like, oh, uh, let's, let's not get into that. <laughs> but um, uh, a character that died that I felt conflicted on, honestly, was a uh, Jiraiya. Oh, really? I mean, like in 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 a way, I still consider him a good character, Death, but. Um, like it was mainly the fact that he still had the opportunity to get away, and the reason he didn't was because of the fact that you know he wanted to continue to get the information on pain so he could uh so he could pass it on to the village, so he was doing his duty as a ninja, but then you know, once the story goes on. And you learn more about Minato, and you learn more about like the connections Minato had with everybody. I was just kind of sitting there in a way like, wow, I feel like Jiraiya should have really been there to be able to watch Naruto get married, uh, you know, to watch Naruto beat pain, and to watch him get accepted by the hmm. village. And mainly, and also because I feel like it would have helped to clear up some things in the end, where. It like, like it really felt like Naruto went through all this suffering for no reason. Like there was no order for Minato <laughs> to hide the information about Naruto. There was no reason for Jiraiya to not have been there. There's no reason for Kakashi not to try to take care of his master's son. I, I, I just feel like I just feel like like Jiraiya would have been a like if they would have been able to write something to where Naruto kind of confronts Jiraiya about it too. Think about think about how upset Naruto would have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, pervy sage, what the fuck? You're my godfather. <laughs> well, I thought Jiraiya wanted to travel the world and stuff. And if he knew Naruto was going to suffer, he should have just been like, you know, this might not be the best living environment for you. <laughs> yeah, but I thought he didn't really have any contact with the village, like so he probably didn't even know what was going on. If you're if you're pupil's son. Who you are listed as the godfather of. <laughs> and you're not there for 13 years of his life. I feel like the kid has a right to be bad at you. Like I feel like Naruto should have just had an opportunity to like just go off on it. Like when he punched Minato, I was like, okay, one down, like five more to go. <laughs> I mean, they, they kind of at least they did it in um Jiraiya would have been on that list. I was at least they did that. They did that in Boruto with Sarada confronting Sasuke. So, uh, yeah, maybe and, I, and, I feel like, and I feel like it would have been cool to have Jiraiya around Boruto. Like it would have been interesting instead of having to deal with Hinata's father. 
Like, I think I do like how they, they include him in there. You know, they make him not a, a relevant character and stuff like that. He, I, they, they don't make him not a side of the family irrelevant, but um, I feel like it would have been a bit more interesting with Jariah instead of him. Okay, but I do get why you're conflicted about Jariah's death. Uh, I think when I first saw it, like I was already having mixed emotions because like Matachi uh, just died previously, so it was like a two for one special. So like it was a very very traumatizing like <laughs> a few episodes. So like, I I see why you're very conflicted about it. I, I think Jariah, could even if Jariah was on the opposite side of the world, couldn't he at least try to contact the Leaf at all? I don't know, man. Like, it's like, like hey, to? it's like a you have jutsus that can summon people instantaneously from other places. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I could go to the like he could go to the to the uh frog world and then pop back in the village whenever he wanted to. But it was mainly just the fact that like once you got to the end of it, I'm just sitting here like, you know, technically with like it just made me mad when I was thinking about it. I was just like, you know, you're you're a guy that really should have been helping to take care of this kid. And I feel like this kid I mean, should have had the opportunity to just like to just like confront you about it. Like Naruto had a reason to be mad at a lot of people. <laughs> Minato excluded because Minato put his life on the line to save his, you know, what I'm saying to make sure he survived. So I was like, I was like, when he punched Minato, I was just like, nah, you, you got like you got other people on your hit list. One of them just just isn't here. I'll just let you know. There's actually a YouTuber I'm watching. And he has like a little mini series where Naruto um, asked Orochimaru to reanimate certain people because he has a bone to pick with each person. He did, um, he's already did a video with Naruto confronting Lord Third. He has a video with Naruto and Sasuke confronting Lord Second. So maybe he'll do Jiraiya. I don't know. What the hell would he have? What issue would Naruto have with the second Okage? <laughs> it's thanks to the second Okage he has his signature move. <laughs> I, oh, I think in the video he's trying to back up Sasuke because, like, you know, Lord Second was uh, racist towards the Yeah. <laughs> At least he has a reason. Hey, man, he was Donald Trump of the Naruto verse. Like, <laughs> but I gotta look at the video again because I know he was Naruto was mad at him for some reason. I forgot why he was exactly he was mad. It, it was the back up Sasuke, but then he had his own grievances too. But uh, <laughs> for me, um, my conflicted death. Let me think about this for a second. Um, I kind of wish you would have saw the show first. I really didn't want to spoil it for you, but I definitely still want to talk about it. But it's only one part of the show, so I feel like you you still be able to watch it and enjoy it. Wait. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, real quick. No, like I couldn't, I couldn't out. hear you because like I no, I didn't say no, anything like, this whole time. Like no, you didn't. No, oh, I didn't shit. say that. Like, I saw your thing move. And I thought you were trying to talk. <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to continue. I was just like, go ahead. But you got ghost over there or something? No, like I legit just thought you was. Boy, talking. I ain't never recording at your house again. No, like you remember that one time, like. Um, I couldn't hear you, so I had to leave and come back. Luckily, you was in mid-talking. Like, mid you, you got ghost over there, boy. 
whoever you about to talk about by not your ass. <laughs> you might want to change your you might want to change your character. Oh, <laughs> but um, my example for a character death that um I was conflicted about happened in Alice in Borderland, and um, really good show, love it. Can't wait for season two. But the death was um, the main character's name is Arisu, or aka Alice. And huge spoiler, but um, both his friends, like his best friends, who like they entered the game with, they die really early on. But the death that conflicted me the most was um, his friend. His name is Carabe. The reason why Carabe's death affected me and I felt conflicted because like you kind of okay. Both his friends named Caribe and Shota. Shota was kind of—I don't want to be a dick—but he was kind of like the weak link of the group. So I already knew he wasn't going to last in the game very long. Like it's just the facts. Like he was—if he, you saw him, he was not going to last. He was just not built for that life. <laughs> it just feels—it just feels so disrespectful. <laughs> Like I'm sorry. Like he was a cool ass dude, though. Like I, I was sad when he died, but I just knew like he just wasn't gonna make it. But like the difference between Shota and Karabe is that like Karabe got more to do. Like Shota got injured in the first game, so he wasn't able. To, there's nothing to you. He got injured, so like he, <laughs> he wasn't gonna make it. He just wasn't. Uh, but Caribe got to help um make her name's Arisu, got to help Arisu in the second game that they did, and where he got to interact with someone who will later become one of the main antagonists of the show. So he got that interaction. So I was thinking, okay, maybe like they're gonna build him up some, but then um in the third episode, it was one of the games, it was a heart game. Like, okay, well, the way the games are set up is like the difficulty is they use playing cards for difficulties, like the hearts is more of like psychological, emotional games, while the dime is more for intelligence, club more um, physical. So it was a hearts game. And in the game, it was a game of um, tag. If you are the wolf, you got to X is the opposite of tag. The wolf had to hide from the sheep. And if you're, at, um, you're the wolf at the end, you live and the rest of the players die. So I was thinking like, okay, they're going to figure out a way to beat this game so everyone will live. That did not happen. <laughs> yeah, that's not confusing. At all. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I went to, like, if you. Okay, if you watch it, it'll make sense. I, I, I'll try. Let me try to explain it again. Like, the game of tag. Oh, no, no, no. I, um, they had I, a I, was, I was just joking. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. Not bad. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> And then at the end of the game, Erisu was the wolf, so he lived, and the other players, including Shota and Karabe, they die. And, like, I, I just really thought Karabe would have more to do, but I understand why he had to die, because, like, it helped push Erisu's character a bit more, and I feel like it, the impact wouldn't have hit you as hard if only Shoto died. So it's like it either had to be both of them or neither. And with his death, like the next episode, like Erisu was like literally just defeated. Like I've never seen a character in anything just be so defeated. Like I remember when you saw um, Asta crying after um, his battle with Dante 
how like broken he was. Nah, like Asta ain't had shit on Aries how broken he was. Like it was to the point where like he was just like laying on the street, just wanting to die. And I I, I felt uh, like damn. Because, like, was it like was it like uh uh was it like uh Sakata and Bunny Girl Senpai in the movie? But my man was just I, sitting in the couch. I remember just sitting on the floor for days. Like honestly, yes. Like he was laying in the street. Even when it started raining, he was just still just laying there. Like he just wanted to die. And it wasn't um I forgot her name, but she was like the main heroine of the show. It wasn't until like she came across him. At first, like she asked him, like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm dying. And then she just bounced. But then when she came back to go home and it started raining and he was still there. <laughs> So she decided to actually like help him and boost him up. I feel like we wouldn't have gotten that emotional stuff if Carabae was still alive. Would I like to see more of him? Sure. Like even at the end, the main dude was like, "Oh, what happened to your friend? Oh, he died. That's a shame." And it was a shame, but at the same time, I understood why he died. They really kind of motivated Arisu to continue to play these games to ultimately figure out who's doing everything hopefully beat the game as a whole and go back to his regular life so it was kind of like that extra like pep in the step it's like okay my friends died they died for me they sacrificed themselves for me because like there's no little nudge i've got to add like they actually refused to become the wolf so he could live because they believe that he could beat the game so they gladly gave their lives up for him so i feel like the um at least with his death, even though I wanted more, at least it kind of it helped with something. It helped build Aristu's character and build him up. Oh, it's very emotional though. Like, oh man, like <laughs> and oh his reaction to them dying too, like the screams. Like he was like those are screams of this pure this grief. Like, oh man. Like you ever seen like a character when they lose, like a lot of people, they just scream, like they get all that pain out. Yeah, um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited to see something like that from uh, Jujutsu Kaisen in the future. I think Yuji's voice actor should actually do that like very well. Okay. Ah oh, man, but even like, cause one thing that was interesting me about the show, like they actually had an English dub over, which I thought was going to be kind of, eh, because you can you can do that for animation, but for live action, I didn't think it was going to work, but. They did I actually heard job. the live action is pretty good. Yeah, I actually heard that was it was done pretty good. But I mean, I think I think what happens when with live actions, this is like a a, a quick uh, whatever off topic thing. There we go. <laughs> I think when it comes to things of like like that doesn't have anything supernatural involved with it, when it's just bare bones, do what you got to do, like. You don't have to worry about like a, a bleach. You don't have to worry about how a Getsuga Tensho was going to look. You don't have to worry about how a Kamehameha wave is going to look or flying around and, and stuff like that or a Naruto. You don't have to worry about how like a Rasengan is going to look. I think I think it's easier to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, just, even just with well, um, what I said, <laughs> this is um, a little off topic, but even though with everything I said, I still definitely want you to check out the show one day because. Even with that shocker, there's still a lot more surprises in the show. Man, I, I, I need like the positivity concept, but... in my life, man. No, like, there is some positivity. Man. I think you'd be interested in the actual games because the games, they actually do make you think. And 
it made me think like, okay, could we actually survive this? Could we actually work together to like <laughs> survive? Probably not, but I feel like we would maybe be one game, maybe. I feel like we've had this conversation with like <laughs> talking about uh walking dead before. <laughs> it's a different situation, but I feel like my answer would be similar to that. <laughs> and you would just kind of just be like, okay. <laughs> oh man. But <laughs> that's that's one of my uh conflicted deaths. But I'm trying to think if I have any more examples of anything. I mean, I, I don't really I, have I, one I that I'm. Hmm? Nah, I was, I was going to say it's not really one that I, that I'm conflicted on, and I didn't really want to bring it up because it is pretty much a huge spoiler. But the show pretty much gears you towards this anyway, and it's with the assassination classroom. Um, the only Ooh. death of the series being Coral Sensei himself. Uh. And the only reason I want to bring this up is because I recently watched it, and I'm and I'm waiting on the uh, I'm waiting on the box set to be restocked so I can order it and I can have the series, the manga collected and stuff like that. Like I do love the anime, but I love some parts of the manga a bit more. And um, I feel like that's one of those deaths where, like, if you have a death on your final episode, then I think that's what that's like. If you can have it scripted to be like so so emotional then mm-hmm. like you did a good job and with his character being set up to be like hey your job is to kill this thing and honestly if you would have told me i remember when i first saw Coral sensei's design it was because of uh j stars and i was just like what the hell is this big ass octopus looking thing <laughs> <laughs> and if you would have told me before i watched the show you're gonna fall in love with this octopus looking monster. I like I'd rather I'd I would like I don't know. Something disrespectful. I think I'll I'll skip on saying it. <laughs> but well, but I think, um I still remember like I was in such denial about a certain character because I thought that character was a girl like the whole time. And you kept telling me Oh was- yeah, Nagisa, yeah. Hey, man, was- I was in the same boat. <laughs> Everybody told me, I'm like, bro, no, like, look at, look at her. Like, it's not a her. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, hey, at that point, um, I was not trying to be, je- I was not trying to be like, I was trying to be mean. I was actually trying to let you know, bruh, seriously, this is a fucking dude. I, I don't want you to suffer like I did in this one, like, in this instance. Just, like, just accept the fact. This is a dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, don't worry. I was, I was, Disappointed too, but now, uh, <laughs> when you have when you like the way they delivered the death was so amazing, and because of the fact that it was at the hands of the students, like it was originally planned to happen anyway. I feel like that's how you do a character death perfectly, you know what I'm saying? Okay, but let's um, let's get to the next another port. Oh, did you have one more thing you want to bring up, or I don't know, I think, um. What I was about to say was what you was gonna say because I was gonna go to the next point. I think we're about to be on the same page, but you you go ahead and say what it is. But uh, so the next point I kind of wanted to bring up is talking about resurrections. Yep. <laughs> so for a lot of people, they say resurrections are you know fake out deaths, however you want to put it. Um, they say those hurt a story. 
and they say that like they can sometimes mess up a character's development or whatever. And I I just don't fully agree with it. Curtis, mm. you're more towards the they do or they can, I guess you could say. But oh. you're more in the modern ideal of character deaths than I am, where I don't really care about them that much. Okay, like for me, like if a character dies and then comes back, like um Kakashi in the pain art, well pretty much everyone in the pain art. Um, did um them coming back take away a little bit? Yeah, but it didn't like kill my enjoyment of the arc at all. Like it's still and it, and them coming back also meant a lot too, because I was it was Naruto and Nagato like coming to an understanding and um, Nagato's last um, bit of energy he used to bring everyone back. Like, if that conversation did not um, go very well, they would have stayed dead. Like, I've, I could, um, for me, I, I was playing a lot of Detroit hu- Become Human, so, like, I now understand, like, these type of decisions can have dire consequences, so if Naruto would have fucked up that conversation, yeah, everyone would have stayed dead. But... I do like the fact that, like, he, uh, with Kakashi especially, he got to have that moment with his dad. And then, like, it wasn't his time yet. Even his dad acknowledged, like, oh, yeah, you still got a bunch more stuff to do. So, um, did his death take away a little bit? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, did Naruto really have to lose someone else? He already lost Jiraiya. He had to lose another master in such a short time frame. So, I'm, I'm kind of glad they kept him on board. So I mean I'm okay with resurrections, but like I I'm only okay with it when people acknowledge like yes it does take away, but it also can give too. Like I'll say that at least like it will, it will take away something sure, but as long as it gives something back, it can work out. But uh, like, what do you think about resurrection? I mean, uh, <laughs> like one of my favorite shows resurrects the main character twice. <laughs> So, I, I guess my main thing about it is I never really, and I think it's because I don't really hate characters or I never really grow to hate shows in a way. And I've had some shows that maybe disappointed me or like I've had a situation where I didn't like the the circumstances of a character or like how a character ends up turning out or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't. I never really have a thing to where I can go on social media and just be like and just make like a like a long ass paragraph about like oh my gosh this character's trash and I'll tell you why or try to do like a, a hour video of like this this character sucks and let me explain why like I I just I I don't have any character that I have harsh feelings like that for towards you know what I'm saying villain or protagonist this is just not I don't know I just don't I get invested into stories but not that invested in stories I, so only character I can think of that that type of emotion for is Ghosh because fuck Ghosh um no nah, I'm, I'm kidding I'm kidding I, it's not, I'm not I'm, uh, nah, I'm not that you did, that. You did I mean, it on like, purpose and <laughs> <laughs> boom I mean, okay. all right <laughs> and here's an example. There's there's a perfect example. Thank you for saying that. So like 
um Wendy the the nun lady uh sister Teresa there we go yeah. where she gets hit by Patri right and you're under the guise that she's pretty much gonna die because I mean she got hit some pretty serious well seemingly serious spots and you know you see Ghost show a lot of concern for her and he's mad like yo you you really cannot die lady like and he and he's saying all these insults, but it's technically him saying, like, I believe you're strong enough to like you're too strong to die. And you know what I'm saying? And then like she does pull through. And it's not just like some BS survival thing. She just actually didn't get hit in any vital spots. And you know what I'm saying? You see him actually go at the end of it and be like, Hey, uh, I'm actually happy you didn't die. You know, but that was his true feelings. So her surviving, you know, actually brought a bit of character into Ghost, who was already changing right then and there. So it's a thing like that. And since I enjoy characters so much, I, I just don't ever really want to see them fully gone because that means I have no more interaction with this character. And while, and while yes, that is a factor of life, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people died and stuff like that. If I'm in a fictional world, sometimes I want some shit to be fiction, all right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let me deal with the fact that I can still interact with this person, all right? <laughs> like uh, you, Hacker Show. Like well, let me just get this out real quick. Like, like you, oh, Hacker Show. One of my favorite characters is the mentor and master of Yusuke Yurameshi, Genkai. So... And if I and in hindsight, if I actually had to be objective about her resurrection, because she does die and come back, her resurrection is straight up bullshit. <laughs> like <laughs> low key, the writing of it is complete bullshit. She gets killed by the main villain of the arc, who's supposed to be this cold-hearted killer. And he kills her, straight up kills her. One of the one of the characters is a is a Grim Reaper. And she delivers her soul to the other side. <laughs> then it's three days after that, the main character and the main villain have their battle. The main villain fake kills another character, which, by the way, let me remind you, cold-hearted killer. <laughs> fake killed another character. power up from the main character who's already pissed off he wins tournament's over a couple days go by it's time to leave and go back home then genkai comes back everybody's happy everybody's excited i'm excited too because i'm like oh the the hag is back let's get it yay <laughs> and but when you find out what happened the motherfucker who killed her is being judged in his end afterlife after like a week and is like, oh, can you give Genkai her life back? Well, you did kind of punch a hole in her chest. So maybe not, but uh, they still do. It's perfectly fine. Her clothes are fixed. <laughs> And she's <laughs> fully back after being dead for like a week. <laughs> so 
so I'm like, in hindsight, I'm sitting here like, you know, low-key, this bravado was bullshit. <laughs> but I was still happy she was back. Okay. Okay. Um, the only thing I was going to say, uh, I was just going to give <laughs> another um, example of a character that got revived. That like, I'm glad to see this back. And uh, you know, it did take away from something. Um, it gave something, and it actually was um, towards the beginning of Naruto Shippuden, uh, Gara's death, uh, when he got the one tail distracted from him. Uh, one, it gave us um, one of the best speeches from Naruto. Definitely rivals uh, his speech to Zabuza. Like, I literally can't listen to that speech without like choking up a little bit. But also gave closure to Lady Chio's story. You know, um, her giving her life for Gara's like she um knew how much the bond between Gara and Naruto that formed over the years, and it was a very it was a nice closure to her character. And then we still got a character death technically. I mean, she was already like I didn't even admit it. Like she's a really at death's door pretty much. Yeah, I get so, fucked up for that. I think she pretty much admitted it. <laughs> I <laughs> You know, um, Gara came back. You know, like his death could have actually, like, it could have fueled Naruto some more. Either fueled Naruto some more or just make him into. Oh, I, say, it. I, it's like, I, I don't know, <laughs> man. Like, do you really think Gara's death would have made. Because I also want to bring up Julius. But do you really think Gara's death would have honestly made Naruto be like, you know what? I'm not only going to be the Hokage, I'm also going to be the Kazekage. Like, what else could have driven Naruto? No, that alternate timeline, like, that could have, like, affected Naruto so much. Like, it could have been, like, a, a change in his personality. Like, if certain things didn't happen the way they were, like, Naruto could have, I think he even admitted it himself. Like, if certain things didn't work out, he would have been just like Sasuke. He would have been a villain, pretty much, or, like, an anti-hero, at least. So, what, uh, he would have been chasing Deidara for the rest of his life? I mean, not that. I won't say that, but I think like he was like he would look at people and like he probably has some choice words for a lot of people. Like you said, like he has some choice words for people. I think like he could have turned on the village if things didn't work out the way they did. He could easily no, turn. No, no. That's talking. That's talking about what, what I, if Naruto didn't have you know Shikamaru, Toji, Kiba, his homies that he denied being his homies. <laughs> <laughs> And treated Sasuke as if he was the only fucking friend he had. <laughs> Sasuke, nah, man, like, okay, you're the only fucker. one that matters. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Naruto, um, I'm your, I'm literally your, I'm literally practically your spirit animal. What the fuck, man? Shikamaru, I get that, but come on, bro. You never told me that you wanted to fight me. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> um, okay, you know, I gotta, I gotta go off topic for a second. It was funny. Firstly, think like. Firstly, I think Sakura is even worse than Naruto. Because Sakura wanted to bang this man still after all the stuff he did. But she at least tried to get <laughs> over it. If she failed miserably. And you know what? Naruto never even put in the effort. He already knew. You know what? I'm never gonna get over my simping. Let me not even let me not even front. <laughs> I can get over my simping. The YouTuber I told you about earlier, yes, he also has another series where like it was called like Naruto Humble Sakura. And like she he was like, Oh, you useless. What's good? It's like she uh she was like, Naruto, why do you always call me useless? And like and at first he complimented her and he was like, This is why we all hate you. 
because he's like, you're a narcissistic bitch, you're toxic, and you've been chased after Sasuke's dick the whole time. Now look you know at what Sakura should have said? You know what Sakura right? should have said? You just mad that I beat what? you to it, nigga. That's what she should have said. <laughs> That's what she should have said. You mad because I beat you to it, nigga. <laughs> oh, That's what she mad about. Oh. <laughs> he oh, not have told me about the time you said Sasuke name. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, man. The, the ultimate bromance. But... <laughs> Oh, so that was lost my train of thought. Just... I actually feel bad for saying that one. <laughs> God damn. Hey, he's, he's still my MC. He's still my guy. <laughs> oh, man. Like... What are you even talking about? I just messed up my whole train of thought. Oh, at, least, at least he didn't like purposely starve himself. Oh, no, my chef is gone. I'm sorry. I ain't even gonna shade a Luffy. But, uh... Oh, man. Nah, fuck you. That shit was emotional. <laughs> that shit almost made me cry at twenty years old. I was I was mad about that shit. You you almost cried because Luffy lost his chef for a little while, Bruh, Yes, I yes, I almost cried when when Luffy was actually damn near starving himself to death, and Sanji had to pull up to feed him. Yes, I that shit hit like this man. This man couldn't find food somewhere. Like he really only eat Sanji's cooking. Really, really, really. Luffy only eating Sanji's cooking. That's it's the fact that it was. You know what? We're not even gonna talk about this. You know what? Let me, let me just move forward. Let me get back on my. Get back on my topic. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, I the only reason I have problems when people say that, like, oh, Bill, character deaths can sometimes do stuff. Like do stuff for characters. The thing that I feel about that, for example, like, and then I guess we can bring up the elephant in the room. With Julius's resurrection, survival, I count it as a survival, whatever. Um, when I hear somebody be like, oh, think of what this could have done for Yami's character, da 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 da, I'm sitting here like, like what? <laughs> I. Like what? Could, what could Julia's death have done for Yami's character? Because, and I think it's because people see Yami as like a slacker or whatever that they they would have thought like, oh well, maybe he would have been a more serious Magic Knight. And I was like, you don't get too much more Magic Knight than Yami. Like <laughs> when it came down to it, and he had to put when he really had to put the sword when he really had to take the sword out the sheath for the kingdom, he really did. Uh, maybe they were thinking like maybe it'll be like a shift in his personality. Like it'll still be Yami, but maybe like have like a slight shift. It won't be like a Gara where like his his personality completely just did a one eighty. But I think maybe like there like little hints of change in his personality. Only thing I could have seen it done is made him try to become Wizard King. But even still, I don't think that would have made him want to become Wizard King. Yeah, like, it just, it like just doesn't fit Yami. Like. It wouldn't be, work for him. Exactly. Like after a week, he would have just been like, "Yo, you know what? Fuck this job. For Goliath, where you at?" <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like when people say that, <laughs> like when people say that, and they'll be like, "Does it take away from things?" And I ask the question of what it takes away from. I never, I never really get a good enough answer. And for some character deaths, for what you get out of them. It just doesn't feel justified. But 
to, to continue on the, the resurrection topic and then talking about Julius, I think the main reason I get upset with people when they talk about Julius, because yes, I do agree. Like Tabata really wrote like an amazing end to a character's life. Like I, I will be honest with that. So when people say like, just because of how well the killing blow was executed, they feel kind of cheated. But also when it turned when you turn around and I've never seen I literally I can honestly literally say I've never seen it written more perfectly on how a character survives something cuz and, and like I said I've seen a bunch of shonens and there's also some seinens it doesn't happen that much in seinen stories you know what I'm saying because those are more graphic and stuff like that but you do have some characters that survive from stuff that you're just sitting here like how <laughs> so when it comes to Julius and you're telling me like and I and I the author gives me a situation where a character's power is built to be able to reverse their body when it's injured to a state previous to before it's injured um then you're at, then you ask the question of like oh well if they have this power wouldn't they have been too weak to activate the power? Well, I'm glad you asked because there's actually this item that he's been having on his head for 13 years that's been storing up his magic little bit by little bit. And that's actually what activated his power instead of him because he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been strong enough to activate it. Oh, okay. Well then is he still at full power? No, because the power goes uncontrolled for releasing the past 13 years worth of magic stored. And so that reverts them back to a pretty much powerless state. And it's like, it, it like it's something that makes perfect sense. So I feel like I'm disrespecting the creator who took the time out to make something make this much sense. You know what I'm saying? See, okay, at least in Julius case, like when he came back, um, he actually was still doing stuff. Like for me, and this is technically this is not a resurrection at all. But like, I want to make a comparison with um, All Might, and then, like you know how much I love my hero, but I think All Might should have died in his fight with um All for One. And I'm glad like he's not because I like All Might. All Might was the reason I watched season one because Midori definitely was not. I mean, <laughs> so I like All Might too. But I feel like now, like he's just—he's not doing anything. I feel like there was no point of him even being being here. I feel like that would have been a great thing for um, Midori's character if he—he he did die. But uh, uh, even in that situation, person. though, like when you have a, when you have the thing in the manga where Midori is moving forward, and I feel like it would have been—it could be as emotionally impacting. If you have a moment of reflection from Midoriya, like All Might, like look at the hero I've become. We actually have All Might there to look at the hero Midoriya is becoming. <laughs> Technically the cast Midoriya is becoming, but whatever. So it's like, I feel like you get more emotion with the character being there. Like something recently where Julius actually got to watch Asta step up in a big moment. You know what I'm saying? Like right in his face, literally right in his face. It, like <laughs> to me, granted, uh, well, 
technically granted we didn't really get julius like making a statement on it but when austin gets to talk to julius again we know he's going like austin's going to get prime like congratulations from somebody he deeply respects like when i couldn't do it you stepped up and did and it's because of you that the kingdom's still here like that's something that you know what i'm saying like we can get that because he's still here instead of oh well look at me i did it i hope you from the other side who can't talk to me right now because you're dead <laughs> are proud of what i'm doing even though you're dead okay what comes to like oh my okay don't get me wrong like um all my seeing everything he built crumble is interesting. I will admit that. But I feel like I would have liked to see how Midoriya would do without All Might being there anymore. And now that we know like all the previous users can just talk to him, like All Might would still have been able to talk to him anyways. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked still that, to be honest him. with you. I I really wouldn't have liked that. I I personally don't even really like the fact that, you know, like Midoriya can do that anyway. But Hey, hey, so you you cool? I ain't doing it, but uh, <laughs> at least I was at least I was set up from like the first arc. <laughs> but uh, but like I don't know. I just feel like when when I, I I prefer to have the character there. Let me talk to the character. All right, like let me. Maybe it's because of like growing up on Dragon Ball Z, but and and that's also another thing you want to talk about. Like if Dragon Ball Z really kind of mess this whole thing up for a lot of people but i just feel like when people keep talking to me about like stakes and uh, i want to feel like there's a danger to the characters i'm like really uh i mean i watched one piece i made it through plenty of arcs people survive or people seem to have died and turns out they didn't so uh you know it's whatever <laughs> And in I a mean, way, I, I do like, understand um, it. Right, go ahead, go ahead. I, also, I, I think like, I was going to um, ramble. Because of that, I feel like this is just um, the times that have changed. And I feel like a lot of things like um, like Game of Thrones, like in one of the um, things about the show is like people died and you wouldn't know who would die. And sometimes like they would die from their own mistakes. So I feel like people will take see that and they become like desensitized to characters dying. So now they want to see that even in like in Shonen anime and they want to see people die. They, but long for me, as long as if it makes sense, do it. If it doesn't, don't do it. But I think that's the reason why the people things have changed. Like we went from Lord of the Rings and Star Wars where like the heroes always won, no matter what. But now we are having shows nowadays where like not sometimes the heroes don't win, sometimes the villains win. So I think people are starting to want that a lot more. They want to I'm a huge villain guy. You know I'm a huge villain guy. People want to see the villain more the villain. They want actually some people want to see the villain win. So I think like a lot of this, the times have changed from Dragon Ball, Naruto, Bleach, One Piece. People want to see more. I guess realism. I know, like, you know, it's fictional, so you want to actually see fictional stuff. I guess nowadays people want that realism in there to at least a certain degree. Like, that's why sort of like Attack on Titan's like really good because, like, even with all this extra stuff that got going on, there's a little bit of realism to it. Like, in war, people get fucked up. I mean, do you think, like, um, 
how can I phrase this? Uh, do you think the writing in the story will be bad when the author has to resort? Like, I'll need to kill some people off now because, like, I don't know what to do with these characters anymore. It depends on, like, like I said, when it comes to a shock value death, or if you're just trying to have it to where you have some character deaths in your story and it's not well thought out, it can really, like, if you once, once you really go back to think back on the story, and I think that also is something that happens, and I think that was what, like, hurts some other stories. People don't really go back to think on some things unless, or, like, unless it's something that really doesn't matter that much. They won't go back and think on it, you know? And, but if you do, you can have, like, that's kind of what really hurt the third Hokage's reputation. Like, oh, yeah, you know what? Uh... On second thought, you were kind of a shit person, <laughs> you know. Or, or for me, when I think back to like Jiraiya and Naruto's story and how connected Naruto was to all these people, I'm just kind of sitting here like, you know, the kid didn't have to go through that. He really should have been seen as a hero, <laughs> but <laughs> he's just not. And um. And I think sometimes that, you know, I'm just going to bring it up. Huge spoiler. All right. It's because it's a Demon Slayer spoiler. So if you don't want a Demon Slayer spoiler, this is your like, honestly, it's like your third warning because like we've already said like three times spoiler warning, whatever. But when Shinobu dies, that's a stupid fucking death in hindsight. <laughs> it's It's really stupid when you think about it. Hey, I got the scroll to pay my respect to her. So, and I'm, I'm, you know what, just because I said that, I'm going to get the figure so that way I can pay my respects to her too. And honestly, talk about it with her myself. <laughs> now nah, I'm playing. That's, that's not a creepy. That's oh my God. Creepy. I mean, hey, hey, you do you. Moving you, on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Mike's announcement fetish to the world. <laughs> moving, I, I just said talk. I did not, moving on. But when Talk you have what? it set to where you build up this thing where the character who caused a lot of her suffering is presented to her and she creates this grand scheme to be able to beat this guy. But then it turns out to be just a big ass bowl of plot convenience and selfishness. It just it just makes you mad because you're sitting here like, you know, Shinobu, you have access to nine stronger people than you, right? That could fight this thing with you. I'm just saying. Because by the end of the story, you got Tanjiro, who I'm pretty sure is stronger than her. Zenitsu, that I'm pretty sure is stronger than her. Inosuke, Kano, Giyu, uh, Shina 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 Azugawa. What have you said that motherfucker's name? Scarface. <laughs> uh, Yome, Igoro, Mitsuri, and uh, uh, Tokito. Ten, ten people stronger than you that you have access to. But instead, you decide. All right. I'm not going to ask any of these motherfuckers for help. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to try to kill it myself or I'll have it eat my body filled with poison that hopefully somebody shows up in time to finish this thing off. 
Like, was it a pride thing? I guess. <laughs> That's the only thing. The only, and the only person she told this plan to was Kano. And I'm like, you know, you have a much powerful ally in Giyu, right? <laughs> then you got a much powerful ally in Gyomei, right? You have the strongest demon slayer available to help you. You got the main character. You could have had plot armor on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but man. instead, <laughs> but instead, let me oh let me get this right out because it's actually I, I, it really makes me mad when I think about it. Oh, but no. instead, you decide to go the route of I want to keep it to myself. You know what? Nah, I'll share it with my apprentice, who is probably like just a step up from me a little bit. <laughs> and then she has to get help. From another person who just so happened to show up to help her. <laughs> My God. Who also is not one of the top five strongest characters that is left. They're just there. They're just the top ten strongest characters left just because some other ones didn't make it in <laughs> long enough in the story. So yeah, this is a oh, this is a man. perfect plan to waste my fucking life. I I mean, the thing I was going to say, like, I don't know why I was thinking about Dragon Ball. But I was like, hey, man, remember in Dragon Ball, where, like, they would let the bad guy power up? Or, or like, they'll fight someone one-on-one -on -one because of pride? But this like, is so much more stupid, because at least with them, sometimes, most of the time, you have the sands built in a way like, oh, wait, you're going to get stronger? Mm, okay, I kind of want to see this. <laughs> Is that stupid? <laughs> Their genetic code is built for them to be prideful. <laughs> like that's their that's literally how they're they're literally built different like that. <laughs> but you're talking about literally prayers chances. All right, demon. I'm gonna try to kill you knowing that I can't. Cause I'm pissed off at you. But instead of getting back up, I'll just pray that somebody shows up. Because think about it. Think about it, because this could have happened too. But let's say she goes through the idea, right? It's like, okay, yeah. eventually somebody's going to show up to kill you. Uh, you know, nobody's going to make it here for like another 20 minutes. And I'm going to have this toxin on my body in like 10. Say what? Ah. <laughs> uh, there goes my life. Now, now the poison is now the poison has been neutralized. There's no more of that size of the poison available. The demon is at full power, and now we have to struggle fighting this demon at full power. When the two characters that showed up to help were barely strong enough to beat this motherfucker while weakened, it wastes a lot of her character development. Oasis, all the connections that we get revealed to. Oh, you're connected to the strong ass demon slayer? Oh, that's cool. That's that's nice. That's nice. And what about oh wait, you can't tell me about it no more. You're dead. Well, never mind. Oh, you're actually deeply connected to this other demon slayer that we're pretty big fans of at this point. Oh, it'd be nice to build up some more. Oh, that, wait, 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 never mind. Never mind. You're dead. 
let's, let's not talk about it. <laughs> so yes, uh, I, I feel like I feel like sometimes deaths can really fuck up a character too. Oh yeah, most definitely. I agree. So no, like character deaths do not have my highest quality and and necessity when it comes to story writing. I mean, I don't know. If it's a story like puts character in situations where like death is a possibility, now if like character death just has its place. Like um if Luffy wanted to be king of the pirates, the moment he decided to become a pirate, like yeah, you should expect like at least some someone to die eventually. I mean, they're fucking pirates. But see, the thing the thing I put that. differently with that when it comes to somebody like Luffy is the fact that Luffy is never afraid to die. Like he's always prepared. His crew is always prepared to die. Hell, Zoro's about to get turned into fucking candle wax and he stuck a pose so that way he would be so that way he would die in a cool way. Oh man, even before he even met the crew, like back when he was a kid, like uh I still remember I, I watched this uh scene last week where he was getting tortured to, um for Ace and Sabo's location. And he probably thought he was going to die. And he, hey, he didn't write him out. A one since day one. And I'm supposed to put Naruto <laughs> over Luffy. Get the fuck out of here. But nah, um, like what what? Okay, never that's I, not, I, not, you, that's you deserve you deserve that for the ghost thing. Okay, okay, you know what? Fine, fine, touche. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like it's like if a character if a character is designed to die, like how people talk shit about Ace's death, I feel like that's the correct way to do a prideful death. It's something that was established for his character. It was a it was a situation in a high emotional situation where Ace was really losing his father figure, and somebody disrespects his father figure. And you're expecting him to turn around and walk. See, my biggest issue with with that is like, why did Luffy even put Ace in that situation in the first place? No, like, I'm about to why say, was that thing with Luffy? <laughs> oh, but this again, though, like, Kate, I when I really put myself in Luffy's shoes, do you understand how exhausted that man must have been? Okay, no, no. How much, how much brain this, power like, do you think he had like left? Nah, like okay, first of all, he's like trying to grab Ace's like what VV card. Did you not Ace see when he right reached there. for the VV card? And like, did you see how tired he said, Oh shit, Ace's VV card. Oh man, damn, I'm about to die. Like, did you not hear the tired like, how drowsy he was? And fuck the card. <laughs> Bro, I was like, if I'm sitting here, like he if I remember correctly, he fell over from being tired. <laughs> this man's been running on fumes. So I'm like, whatever. But yeah, but so I mean and, and then you know what? If you want to put some blame on Luffy, which I've seen some people do, and I'm like, all right, whatever, sure. The VB card thing is what kind of led uh I kind of to switching over from Ace to Luffy. I mean, granted, though, when it comes to it, for I kind of like the thinking process was like, oh, yeah, Dragon's son, Roger's son, Dragon's still alive, bigger threat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I can't blame Akainu for that one. But, but yeah, when it comes to Ace, and people start trying to shit on Ace, and I'm sitting here like, bruh, like, nah, if, I, if I'm about to lose my pops, and then somebody disrespect my pops, like in knowingly, am earshot of me. 
I'm trying to kill this motherfucker too. Mike, you was in a situation you would have kept running. Like you, you would have. Oh killed. yeah, probably so. But if I was in Ace's shoes with Ace's personality, then yes, I would have stayed. <laughs> I would have stayed to try and fight. <laughs> oh, Me personally, man. yes. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, do I? I wish Ace survived. Sure, but I mean, his death. I mean, honestly, I kind of wish Ace would survive. Would have survived because, like. He was a cool character. I, I really feel like older kind of fucked up. I just feel like afterwards, he's like, dang, I should have kept this man alive. But too late now. <laughs> exactly. It, it is a situation where that's like, when you lose it, and that's my biggest thing with character death. When you lose a character, that's it. You don't get nothing from that character. Like, if we would have actually lost Julius, there would literally be nothing else of Julius. It would be memories. It would be like, oh, well, Yami can have a flashback of Julius again. And while, yes, the flashback of Julius did hit hard in the elf art when Yami did the uh, uh, Dimension Slash Equinox, it's still a thing of like, all right, we got that moment. We can still have that moment. (laughs) (laughs) We can have that moment again now. Thank you. I was waiting for this. Like, I mean, see, here's I feel like that's different from Ace's death. Like, I've already talked about it um, in part one of my One Piece filler, so I won't talk about it too much. But uh, all right, Mike, let me ask you a question. All right, Luffy's older brother with a cool hat and fire powers. Who am I talking about? You're talking about Ace? No, like <laughs> I just like Sabo's introduction. Yes, I did that on mean. purpose. <laughs> Sabo's introduction and the fact that Ace still pops up in like, you know, I guess these flashbacks even now, just shows me that like true example, like he probably shouldn't have died if older really I guess like, maybe older didn't think he's gonna be as popular like when he killed him off. That's what I was thinking. No, and, and honestly, I don't know. I will leave the Sabo thing alone because that, that would be like a, a bigger tangent and I kind of just want to move on to to the last topic of okay. um do deaths help give an antagonist clout? Mm. To me, it all depends. Like, cause um, if certain factors of the villain like are like top notch, then they don't really have to. It'd be great to have that, but they don't have to. Like, I think um, well, like a day or two ago, you brought up Madara. Like he really only killed like what you mean a day or two, nigga. That was the day. That was oh, that was the, I thought, I thought it was yesterday. What the hell are you smoking? I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you brought up Madra, like um, he basically killed mostly fodder. I mean, I guess he technically did kill like you know all fodder um, parents. Um, no, he did not. Oh. That was the ten tails. I mean, he controlled the tentails. So that was the he, tentails. He literally was aiming for. He was aiming for. What you mean? That was the tentails. <laughs> he okay. First of all, the tentails was the gun. He pulled the trigger. But um, I think other. What you gonna do? Give him Neji? Ah, uh, that's more Obito. I feel like. I think Obito did that to uh, prove a point in Naruto. Dude, yeah, Naruto stuff again. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I respect it. You gotta forgive your enemies. Um, 
Cause actually, actually, you just gave me a good example for like a character like that lost people, and it forgave that person. So I'll, I'll hold that until I finish this thought. But um, with Madara, I think other attributes to him made him a top tier villain. Like the fact that like he, um, he was mentioned throughout all of Naruto, and the fact that like you know he played a huge part in kind of shaping how the story was going. Like. So I feel like that alone kind of makes him more top tier. So he didn't really have to kill anybody. It was nice that he did kill some people, but he didn't really need it per se. And the last, my last thoughts, and you said like Naruto forgave him for you know he killed Nechi. Uh and Effin lied. Then Lucy like killed um, Koda's sister and dad, and like he still fell in love with her. At least in the anime. Yeah, but at least so, that happened prior to knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, I will say he did say like he he probably can't forgive her for that, but he still loved her, still kissed her. Like when I looked at um at the hug, it was kind of like he gave her gave her a hickey too. Like if you actually look look back at it, but like <laughs> see, that's still kind of forgiveness yeah. a little bit. If you still gonna profess your love, he did I actually <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Like, what do you think? Like, do you think um, character deaths gives villains clout? I mean, I think in some cases it do, but in some cases it doesn't. Like, in a way, in a way it can, because I feel like in a way it can actually give your villain, like, because, I mean, they're there to, 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 to inflict damage on two characters. So, and that is the ultimate damage, dying. So, <clears throat> In a way, like, yes, but I feel like it is possible to still have a character entrance or just a powerful antagonist without them having to, like, just murder a whole bunch of people. For example, Aizen is still listed as one of the best shonen antagonists ever. But when you really look at it, the person, like, the person that he honestly killed on screen was, you know, one of his own henchmen. (laughs) (laughs) When it came to everybody else, that he walked through, <laughs> he just walked through and just started slashing people left and right. And they were all there for the next arc. <laughs> but Eisen was still listed, you know what I'm saying? Like, even in the flashback, honestly, he killed fodder characters, and the ones that he thought he killed all survived. So it's it's like do I respect him less because there's not that many characters with a name that matter to his body count? No. Mm-hmm. His plan was great. But he went to go the less he went to achieve it, and his power is still great. So I kind of gotta leave it at that. When I look at a character like uh like like Zagrid, you know what I'm saying? Uh when people would be like, Oh, I just had a little bit more from his character. I mean, he was kind of the reason that Lumiere died again. Or die for the first time officially. Uh, he still is the fault for this whole situation. Uh, he still did take on four four leaf clover uh, mages, a five leaf clover anti magic mage, and it still took getting caught off guard by Yami to be able to beat this guy. I can't really deny how strong this guy was. And really, what he like proved of this race to be, 
when people tell you like, hey, you know, high ranking doubles are broken. That's the that's the bar you had to put them at, and that's a pretty high fucking bar. And he was broken, by the way, because it's like, <laughs> hey, if I speak something into existence, like it shows up in existence. <laughs> so I'm sitting here like, so somebody's just like, oh, I, would, I wanted more for me. Yeah, if you would have got out, more would have been the kingdom. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, we didn't get more. Let's be happy that we did not get more. Because more would have been very bad. I mean, I mean, they're getting that more now, anyways. Well, maybe. Yeah, it kind of all depends. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely about to get that more because there's a lot more <laughs> grids out there. <laughs> and and um and like with moderate, like like you said, yes, there was um there was build up to moderate, and it was a lot of history between him and Hashirama. And I think I think the lore helps Madara a lot too. But like you have them being overshadowed by pain by a lot of by like a lot of people, us included. <laughs> See, pain was just gonna be an example. I had two examples. I had an example of a character who didn't need the character deaths, but got it, and someone who um who I think needed to kill off someone, but I think it helped the story. For Payne's case, like he had Jiraiya, and technically before he brought everybody back, he had Kakashi. Um, what was Tsunade's assistant name? Azune. Um, Chief Toad. Um, like he had a good amount of bodies before he brought everybody back, but he didn't really need it because, like, I still remember uh, one thing I asked to look back to every now and again was his speech to Naruto. Where he like made Naruto question everything. Like that alone, like makes him a top tier villain for me. So I don't really he didn't need the character deaths, but I mean, hey, what's a little extra, extra drip, extra, extra clout? Like, <laughs> but uh, my example for a character that I think needed to kill someone was Overhaul. I feel like um, Overhaul's introduction changed the tone of my hero a little bit. Like it shifted it a little bit to like much more. Much more darker show. Well, overall, it's not a darker show, but it kind of gave more darker elements. And it is because he just killed Magna off just like that. Um, would that shift have been there if he didn't do that? I don't think so personally. But I, like, I would have given that more to. Uh, I would have given that more to. Um. um I would have given that more to Night Eye. There we go. That's the person I'm looking for. For not I, yeah. I I mean I don't know why I say Magna because that was the first death, so that was like the one that kind of that was his like I guess true debut. That was the one that kind of started everything off, and I think like not I kind of like finished it. It's kind of like point A to point B. Magna was A, not I was B. So like overall as a whole, like if he didn't I guess get those bodies, um, I don't know. I was like I was still like his character, but maybe not as much. Cause like it was just so different. Cause we're not used to people catching bodies in my hero. So to have that sudden change, like it, it just changed the game for me for the um the series as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I guess the night eye death makes people not really realize that he got one shot it. But uh <laughs> You can't I mean, lie, he really did. He really did. I mean granted, I mean, granted Deku is like the ultimate one shot. <laughs> Your punch can I was create typhoons. 
overall can be considered the ultimate one shot too. All you have to do is just touch you, and you just you die. <laughs> yes, but that you can flick, <laughs> you will fly. <laughs> so. <laughs> But oh, to, give, to give one more example on my side of the, of the tape, I would say, like, like, look at all for one. Like, right now, the only body bag he has to his name is Nana. And honestly, we still have Nana. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yes, she's dead. But the only person I can't talk to her is All Might, which is, all, in all honesty, is actually kind of fucked up. But, uh, no, nah, it's like, like, Technically, the power gives you access to the previous users, but then All Might was the only one that couldn't do it. <laughs> I think he just he excelled so much with like the main power. I guess he never tried it. Yeah, but this is like it's just like wait, I could have talked to my teacher this entire time, dumbass. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but yeah. So I Awful One has such a, a crazy introduction where like he's literally about to have. Uh, Midoriya, Ida, uh, Kirishima, Todoroki, and Momo throwing up, and they haven't even looked at this man properly. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, that's why, like, I, I put that in my my top five moments in Shonen because, like, like literally, like, I kind of reminded me of uh, Ruchimaru in the Force of Death. Like, just your his presence by itself just makes you just panic and freeze. Yeah, that's why I appreciate like a vill- an antagonist like Patri, you know what I'm saying, where like we get just small bits of information on his power, you know what I'm saying, throughout it, where it's like, oh, he was actually a bit faster than Julius. Or uh oh, he took out for Goleon that made him lose an arm. Which I mean, you can't really blame for Goleon. Like you got fire, he has light. What the fuck you gonna do? <laughs> and then when he has his fight with Yami. It's like Yami had to trick this man into catching him. And even after he tricked this man into catching him, he still was about to pull out an attack that was making Yami with all the hacks in the story just be like, you know what, kid? We're just going to try our hardest and die being cool. (laughs) Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about how broken that has to be. Like, legit. You're about to legit make, like, the the most badass character just be like, all right, well, time to die. <laughs> oh, man. But <laughs> so, so it's like, it's like in a way, yes, it does. It, like, it, it can help. But and not to really spoil anything for Jujutsu Kaisen, but with Mahito, where everybody tried to give him a whole bunch of clout, I'm sitting here looking like, bro, this, he finished another nigga homework. I'm not giving him clout for this shit. But he did the final blow. Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure I'll be gangster for kicking a soccer ball and a field goal one inch away from it. I mean, that would be the equivalent if I gave Shigaraki the clout for killing nine. Like, he, nine was already beaten. <laughs> already dead like is it like was it badass sure but in hindsight nigga wait five minutes your job's already done (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the colder thing kind of like um like like uh you remember black lagoon where balalaika watched that kid die oh bro that was the most savage thing that's (laughs) something where i'm like okay let's put some stock in this woman's in her folders (laughs) Bro, not only did you kill this person, 
You watched it an entire night of them crying pitifully and bleeding out. <laughs> oh man, that's where you give somebody some clout. Like you evil, beautiful woman. Like, oh man, like would would you have done that? Hell nah. I would have been like, yo, <laughs> all right, five minutes in. I, all right, just crying, getting kind of annoying. <laughs> Okay, so you would edit things quickly. Like, you was like, okay, you know what? But she did that, and it's also a child. She watched a child bleed out and die. That is much uh, colder than I've seen any of these villains do. Granted, a psychotic child, though. Let's not forget. But but still, a child that you have to watch die. And you know the circumstances behind that child. But, oh, man, like, that was, it was so fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a proper thing of giving someone clout. <laughs> so I feel like so I and, and it's not that many characters. Or, or for example, like Acnologia. When Acnologia showed up and he stomped the shit out of Irene's but like dead like dead body. Like that just made him seem insane. I feel like that's another one where it's like, wow, bro, are you that insane that you have to step on a dead woman's body? Damn. Like, like, that's crazy. But as far as just like certain things where it's just like, eh, let's just go ahead and get this person to kill because why not? <laughs> and then when you look back at it later, you're just like, you know, on second thought, this was kind of dumb. Uh, to give us the final thoughts on this episode, I just want to say that when it comes to character death, like I said, it can be used if it's used properly i think it could be done very well uh i don't really see it as the like ultimate necessity to make a story good but if, if it's something that's in there because i i still love dr stone and honestly you got the whole cast all the way through and they have a couple fake out deaths who cares but um as long as you write it well to where you know it makes sense how characters survive and stuff like that to me that's good enough maybe not to some other people but you know so how life goes, uh, different opinions are supposed to survive. Uh, I think both of us has given some pretty good examples on both sides of the argument on how to properly do a character death and how to not properly do a character death. <laughs> uh, and I mean, for these stories moving forward, I'm pretty sure they're going to continue to get darker, continue to get more violent. And I think it'll, it's, I think it'll be like a cool direction to go into. But I think I'm still going to enjoy my couple shows that just kind of keep things wholesome and keep things fun, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm glad that, like, we actually had a civil conversation about this for once. Because, like, uh, just to let y'all know, like, every time we talked about this, it always got heated. I mean, we did get heated, but not at each other. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really glad about that. Oh man, cause now literally like we like we would argue like for a good while. Let's like, going back and forth. <laughs> it would never be my fault. Uh, uh, <laughs> you so would good. never just accept the fact that I would be spitting some facts. Oh man, oh, uh, you know no, 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 no. We we was doing good. We was doing good. We're not going to do this at the end. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> I'm defending my side. 
Oh man, defending like, myself, definitely... whether it kills me or not. <laughs> oh man, like <laughs> you know, let's let's leave let's leave it alone, Curtis. Let's leave it alone. <laughs> God damn it. Oh man, but okay, you know what? I just want to thank everyone who made it this far. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, we didn't we at least. At least it wasn't like super morbid and sad and stuff. At least we like kind of gave <laughs> you can listen to this and you know won't be all sad and stuff. Yeah, won't be depressed. We, we, hopefully, we made it fun enough for people. Hopefully, our opinions didn't offend anybody, especially <laughs> if it's the character you liked. Uh, I might have to reconsider that one part. Take that part out. I don't want no don't want no crazy fans coming at me. But uh. But for the most part, man, I just hope that this episode gave some insight into different avenues of where character deaths can kind of fall into and the kind of how they can like help shape up some stories and then sometimes how they can help like hurt some stories in hindsight. You know? Yeah. Oh man. Well, any last remarks for me? Call it a night. Uh Funniest part of this episode was me talking about how Naruto wanted to fuck Sasuke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't lie, that shit was funny. Oh man, like funny part for me was like almost making you mad with my One Piece comments. <laughs> nah, the only thing you almost made me mad with was bringing up that goddamn bitch. Uh, well, who, definitely. Shut up. So. Who? Oh, legit who? <laughs> So thank you for watching this episode. <laughs> uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you made it this far, I just want to say, please, hopefully you, may, you leave a like. Honestly, if you made it this far, you don't leave a like. That's weird. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Also, be sure to check us out on Spotify and the other platforms we're on. Always be sure to share the podcast anywhere you can. We appreciate it because we always have fun doing these. And uh, any last words, Curtis? Uh no, nah, not this time. I think I was going to just do, you know, my ending, my thing. So if you have anything else you want to say beforehand, by all means, the floor is yours. Nah, that was it. Okay, I want to say that. Okay, just paused on me. All right, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Be safe out there. And remember, surpass your limits and plus ultra and... In a Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. Peace. What did they even have anything to do? Whatever. Uh, we're doing a death episode, so I had to yeah, some right. death. So anyway. since there's a pandemic still out there that can kill you and you can't get resurrected, uh, be sure to, <laughs> as always, wash your ass.